Just say the boys. The boys. Yo. What's up, my man? What up, fam? What up? What up, bod? How you guys doing? You can't answer that. Alan, how you doing? <laughs> I'll answer for them. They're amazing. doing the most amazing they've ever done in their entire lives. Uh, That's if I have anything to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, how's how's it going? How's life? Good, but man. I am tired intense. of snow. Yes. I ah. man, I just at my house, I live on the north side of a hill. And so my snow has just been piling up since our first snowstorm. And our driveways are like driving through the Eisenhower tunnel. It is. Where is that? <laughs> I think it's up up by Denver. Uh, really? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I've so, only been through that once, but that sounds right. It's you, like a president. Do you hold your breath? What? Do you hold your breath? Hold your on? breath and hold your feet up or else. <laughs> no, That's a high school Not thing. what I'm talking about. Oh. No. Like, Isn't that the thing in high school? Like you got to <laughs> hold your breath and hold your feet up or else? <laughs> I guess so. When you're going over railroad tracks, you have to touch the little button in the bus. Did you guys ever do that? No. I don't know why we did that. But you had we to hold, the... your, hold your feet up. Yeah, hold your breath and touch. You had to touch metal, or otherwise someone would punch you. What? <laughs> yes. I don't know the why. I just thought about it. I haven't, I haven't thought about do. that. Traumatizing, really. Oh yeah, <laughs> fear of fear for your life and your reputation. All in tunnels Actually, and real. Only time tracks. I ever got in a fight was on a bus. Me too, dude. Maybe it's just the bus Buses, system, dude. Yeah, bring out the worst in Joe us. Joe Biden, if you can hear us, fix our buses. <laughs> build the buses. <laughs> Not build. Fix. Fix our buses. It's our children we're we, talking about. We need to start a company. Honestly, so much bullying goes on in buses. Oh, yeah, because you can get away with so or much. Worse. Yeah, because yeah, there's just one know, driver you know trying what? to bus focus drivers, on the road. Yeah, bus drivers do not get paid enough. Oh, They're sure. pretty much babysitters. But you doesn't have to matter drive what, at the same time. And drive and keep everyone safe. Do you know my bus driver pulled out in front of a 65-mile-an-hour moving car, and we got T-boned? Dang. <laughs> There's a kid in front of me named Josh, <laughs> and he freaking flew from one window <laughs> to the other, other window, hit his head. Oh, my. I wouldn't have laughed if I would have known no, that. No, I know. <laughs> he was just laying on the ground. I was like, Josh, Josh. Bro, Josh, are you okay, man? And he just wasn't moving. I literally thought he died. I thought he was dead. And then all of a sudden, I just see like a little twitch in his shoulder. I'm okay. And, but my sister was on that bus too. And oh. that was the most panicked. I was like, Mandy, Mandy. Like I was I was freaking out. So uh, scared. Yeah, I thought everybody was going to – like I thought Josh died. I thought my – I yeah, it was traumatic. That uh, is, is Josh okay? Yeah, Talk he's fine. But I, I even – I flew too. I didn't hit as hard as he did because he was a tiny guy. But I flew and hit my head. It wasn't on the window but on the, uh, the other metal piece. And I thought the next day I was like, oh, like all whacked out. And I thought I had a concussion from that. Hmm. And the bus driver blamed it on the, <laughs> the <laughs> driver, but he just pulled straight out into a highway without even looking. Uh, end of a long day's Teach work. Teach your kids some lessons. Yes. Uh, you know, y'all don't stop messing around in a pull out in front of a yeah. moving car. I will put us in danger. Anyway. I dare you. Say I won't. Say I won't. I'll do it. Um, and then he drove for all of my sports teams, and I was just constantly terrified. He's just shaking, but, uh, <laughs> shaking in the back. I would sit in the front row every time. Um uh, after that's that. smart be by him because you know he's going to be safe and you're not going to get bullied 
That's true because you can just say bus Nothing driver. inappropriate happened back there in the back of the bus. We okay. Sorry, after this, I hated we'll move being, on. Okay, we should move on. But, but I hated was, being by the heaters on the bus. Oh yeah, because you just sweat just the entire time. But there was a girl who lit who put her hand full of Germex and lit it on fire on our bus. <laughs> and there was a kid named Ricky who'd get on the bus. And one time there was a dead dog lying in the ditch at his house. And this dude just gets on the bus, all cash. It's like, bro, there's a dead dog in your ditch. Like, it was like sketch. It was like in the sticks. Anyway, that's depressing. That's, that's a little bit of Alamosa for you. Yeah. You, know? you got girls lighting their hands on fire and the sticks. Did you guys ever do like the cologne and like fire. a match all the time? No. Oh, yeah. It smelled like burnt cologne. Not, not great. <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about today? Dude, we are talking about a lot of things like buses and transportation. Uh, just kidding. No, we are talking about um, repentance and what uh, repentance kind of looks like in the Christian faith. Uh, we here at First Baptist are kind of going through a book that brought it up um, this week for our reading. Uh, just thought it was an interesting subject because I think for me, real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Um, I think for me that <laughs> that okay. Let me hold, no, hold on, hold on. Not yet. Let me get this thought out. Let me get this thought out. <laughs> that repentance is a means of grace, but we never look at it that way. We talked about means of That's grace, good. but we never look at repentance as an actual or as a negative thing that we have to go through. Anyway, now show them. And apparently, I've never been on live television before. <laughs> oh, we recorded a bunch of stuff. Anyway, that's immature. Um, <laughs> here's my personal favorite, and then we'll move on. Slang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, talk about repentance. Um, yeah, and how we usually view it as a negative thing. Um, why is that? Why do you think we like, okay, one, explain what repentance is. And then two, why do we view it negatively? Ready, set. Oh, no, I didn't bring my, ready, set, go. I didn't bring my journal. Um, oh, shoot, boy. Um, I've got just it in your, my notes. Your, your definition. No, I know, but this definition is better than my definition. Yeah, well, that's true um, for just <laughs> But, uh, bro. That's messed up. Well, I say, not today, Satan. <laughs> um... But, uh, okay, so this is the <laughs> definition of repentance that I've adopted because we've been, well, we brought it up in that narcissism, um, in that narcissism podcast, we talked about another podcast and essentially just stole all their, their content. Um, so I'm going to do that again. We, at least we white work. We cited. quoted them. Yeah, yes. We did quote um, them. Work cited. But, uh, but on that podcast, they talk about the four parts of repentance because um, the church they were a part of. They were they like had a big emphasis on repentance, um, but but one of the guys who left well after all that drama we talked about it already. But the church blew up all this stuff. But after this guy left, they they had a definition at that church of repentance, and it was like the three C's, which always helped me. It's kind of annoying and you're you're weird, Baptist at heart. Yes, um, I really mean? am. I've been Baptist my whole life. Yeah, that's true. If you're Baptist at heart, you have to either everything has to start with a certain letter, or there's only like Three or five, like three to five points in a sermon. Alliteration. Piper, then you have like 18 points in a sermon. Yes. Alliteration, <clears throat> suits, and cold heartedness. Um, oh, gosh. 
<laughs> called um, out. Just kidding, Baptist. We love you. Uh, yes. And we're, we're both Baptists. <laughs> but we're both cold hearted. Um, you are. Our hearts have been whitewashed. Um, okay, just whoa, tell whoa, them what whoa. you're saying. Not today's Titan. Um, but <laughs> so the three C's that this church had was contrition, which essentially means like a brokenheartedness, a confession, which is like, like saying, this is what I did wrong. Right or or confessing to what you did, um, change, which is like turning around and going the other direction, and then conciliation was the one that they kind of added, or this one guy added after the church kind of blew up, um, and that that means to like empathize or sit with the people that you your sin has affected. That's so um, huge. Yeah, it's really really big, and so I've kind of adopted that kind of definition, those those four C's, and I thought it's really helpful because I. When it comes to repentance, and that, what I'm saying is that's my definition of kind of repentance, um, <clears throat> is those four pieces kind of have to be be involved. Um, but but that's really shifted my mindset because I used to view it either as just confession or just as change. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is I would view repentance as, okay, well, I, I admitted what I did was wrong. And that would be the extent of my repentance. Or then at some points, and, and probably more so later in my life, as I heard people say, well, repentance is going the other direction, then I would just say, okay, well, repentance is, I just don't do that thing and do the other thing, like, like the right thing instead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these four things really capture what it truly is. And, and I think the big one for me was the brokenheartedness over your sin. Um, and the really, I mean, we talked a lot about Psalm 51 today in our staff meeting. Um, and David just, like being brokenhearted before the Lord saying like, it's, it's not sacrifice that the Lord desires, but a, a broken and contrite. I think that's how you say that uh-huh. word spirit, um, which essentially means like crushed spirit, um, you know, before the Lord. And, and that was a piece that I think I neglected and I would minimize my sin to not feel the weight of it. Um, yeah. But, but Jimmy was talking about today, that feeling the true weight of our sin is really important because it, it actually impacts our, view or our, our, how big we see the cross, because if we minimize our sin, we minimize the need of the cross or even what or, Jesus or, accomplished. Right, exactly. Um, but when we have a big view or a serious view of our sin as like, this is against God, this is serious. It, it then makes the cross bigger. It, it makes the cross like more significant because we recognize how much we need it and how much we need him and the gospel. Well, and like we were talking about in the beginning, how, what a blessing. Yep. What a blessing that is. Like, um, we, we also talked a little bit about today, like, um, actually, what's what's that guy's name? Jim Hudson is his uh-huh. name who writes yeah. a book that we're kind of going through. Um, it's called Renew. Um, really great book. But he talked about, like, um, that we just view view repentance as, like, this judgment. But mm-hmm. what, a, what a grace it is yeah. that we, like, God gives us the opportunity to turn back to him. Like, and it, I like the way he phrased it. I wish I could remember it exactly, but it was like, it's an invitation to his grace. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I was like thinking during staff, I was like, it is a means of grace. Like just as much as the Bible and like prayer, like repentance is this beautiful thing that we get to experience. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, just, no, no. just kind yeah. of going alongside what you were saying, you know? So why do you think people avoid it? That was kind of one of your first questions. Yeah. I think for me, at least, like personally, I avoid repentance because it shows my own like inadequacies. It shows where I fail and I'm uncomfortable with my own failure. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about Christianity that I've been experiencing 
um, in my own heart, my own life, um, is that like we as Christians, like we love to bring people to Jesus, but we never really like to remember that we need Jesus, right? We always kind of think of like, okay, well, thanks for what you've accomplished. I can kind of take it from here. And we try and cover up our sin, cover up all of our junk, our failures, all of this stuff. And and not always, this is kind of a, a general blanket statement and mostly just in my life, but just thinking like, you know, it's funny that we never outgrow the gospel. Who says that? I feel like there's an author who says that it's like, we never, we never graduate from the gospel and like the gospel is not just like a one-time thing. Like yeah. the gospel is, is Christ himself and you know what we get forever uh, in the gospel. So um, like the gospel's not, and this is how I view it a lot of times in my own head. Obviously I wouldn't admit to it other than right now, but like the gospel is not, on the, the gospel's not the starting, like the, not the starting line or like the initial second chance. Um, but the gospel is like our continual hope and like the the thing that we're dependent on our entire Christian life, not just at the beginning. Cause I always just viewed what Jesus did as like a, okay, well, he kind of gave me the second chance. Now I got to do it better. Right. But actually it's like the entire hope for everything, right? Like our justification of being made right with God when we first turn to faith in him, but then also our sanctification, like we never are not in need of the cross. Like, even as we grow in godliness and being more Christ-like, we we're con- we're always dependent on the cross, and and part of it is actually becoming more aware of our dependence on the cross, like like not not moving on um, from. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, but not like like we don't move on from it, uh, but we actually just become more aware of our need for it. Um, and so, but, but I think one of the reasons I, I mean, and it's kind of what you're talking about, like I avoid repentance is because I don't want to admit um, my help. need, right? Yeah. I'm okay with like admitting the initial need for salvation, but then past that, I kind of want to take the reins and do it myself, right? Like, like I, I, I need the gospel every day, but I don't like to admit that, right? Like, I don't like to admit that I fail God, even after he's poured out his abundant grace on me. I want to show, and I was talking about this today, but I like want to show the people and, and well, God, but also people in my life, I want to show them like, Hey, it was worth forgiving me. Let me like prove right. that like you made the right decision. Um, but, but then expand you expand kind of, on that a that, little bit. Well, I, I think like I, I have a view. I, I want to show people or I, I essentially want to earn the forgiveness that was given me. Um, but, but where it kind of falls apart is, well, I really, I can't do that before God, right? Like every day I I have something that I do against God, right. And more than every day, right. But like, I, I, I need his forgiveness every single day. And so if it comes to a earning the forgiveness, I, I even view it as I earn my initial like I'm earning my initial, initial forgiveness or coming into the yeah. kingdom. Well, it's like uh, a loan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You view it more as like a loan that you have to eventually until pay I, off. Yeah. Until I'm like, okay, now I can walk out the Christian thing, you know, kind of on my own because I've you, like, you've, you've like had the grace for me while I'm figuring everything out. Um, and I think that that's a little bit of our, like the American in us maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe just, it's just a people thing, but like, we don't like when we owe somebody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like for we sure. don't like being indebted, pay that too, uh, yeah. but the crazy thing is, is it's like, no, Jesus one gives it freely and he never hangs it over our head. 
But two, like, even if we try to repay that, we never even could get close. But it's mm-hmm. still funny that we always are like trying to repay that that quote unquote loan. But when it's not a loan at all, it's just yeah. a free gift, uh, you know, a grant. Well, <laughs> and guess. like with with pride, because uh, I think this is another reason yeah. that we don't want to repent. Like with pride, there's a part of pride. And I think all of sin that has like temporary pleasure and satisfaction that feels good, right? With pride, like it's super weird how pride and like insecurity are tangled together. But for pride, like if I like, and this kind of doesn't make a lot of sense, but if I practice my pride or if I like, like um, feed my pride for a moment, I feel better for a second because then I don't feel insecure about something, right? Right. I don't feel like I'm messing up or I don't belong, whatever it is, right? Whatever these deep things are that fuel it. Um, it feels good for a second, um, right? And, and so I think part of the reason we don't want to give up on those things or repent of sin is because there is a part of it that we love and we we take pleasure in. Um, but part of the repentance, part of the brokenheartedness is recognizing like the insufficiency of the thing of the sin that we love and and that true satisfaction, right? True me feeling secure in the pride example comes from the Lord, not from my pride. Well, and and just to expand on that a little bit, like one, one is very temporary and one is like, like eternal. Right. And and we see that from the very beginning, even, even Adam and Eve, it's temporal. Like, is that, is that a word? Temporal. Temporal. (laughs) Temporal. Um, oh, we're immature. Oh, yeah. But that's the fun thing. Um, but like one is very temporary and then one one is eternal. And even like the, the story of Jacob and Esau, like the same thing, or even the story of David and Bathsheba, yeah. like you can go through the line of all of the people besides yeah. Christ who, 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 who choose fleeting pleasures yeah. over eternal pleasure. But it's a lot of that time it's feeding something that's deeper, whether it's our pride or insecurities or whatever. Uh, but we would rather feel good for a moment than face up like what what's actually happening in our heart. And one of the other things I think was really big as we talked about today uh, is like this idea is like, and this is me, like, um, I always hated the consequences of my sin, but never hated my actual mm-hmm. sin. Cause I think that that's a huge distinction. Like, cause, cause for me, it's like, well, I hate what my sin did or like, I hate what my sin does. Um, but do I hate my, like, do I hate my sin itself? And I think that that really changes things because uh, like just having that in a sense, like that direction of hate, which kind of sounds funny, really changes even the way we view the cross. Like, um, but when we see like like this like our sin for what it actually is, and that those consequences are just mere byproducts, like it helps you kind of attack the root, right? Like when when you're like spraying weeds or whatever, it doesn't really help to spray the weeds if you're not hitting the root of it. Um, like if you can just be, you know, if you're just spraying the weeds of like the, the little arms of the weed, what's it gonna do? Like it could kill it, it has a chance, but like in our own lives, like we need Jesus to, to hit the root of our sin, the root of our evil. Right. Um, and so I think sometimes continuing to dissect our sin, not just the byproduct of our sin is where repentance and true repentance can really start to happen. It's at the heart, right? That's what Jesus talks about in Matthew all the time. It's like, well, if you, you've hate, if you've hated in your heart, then you've committed murder. He, once again, he's getting to that root issue. It's not just murder, it's hatred. Right. Um, and, and, and so anyway, just, well, and I think even, and this has been something, um, on Wednesday 
we talked about worship and, you know, like what, what, what about when our hearts aren't feeling affection for God? And we prayed before small groups and just like, Lord, if there's something we're missing, would you please, um, you know, bring that into our conversation, bring that into the group so we don't miss on this. Um, and something old, old man Dobish said was, um, every week, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dobish. um, but, but something he said was like, we, we can't, we can't forget as we, we talk about worship in our hearts and like being satisfied in God, that God's satisfied in us because of what Jesus has done. Um, and that was, that was really good. Um, because I think as we talk about like these things that Christians are supposed to do, okay. Like repentance, um, and I use that supposed to, you know, specific, like for right, a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we forget, even like I was just talking about, we move on from the gospel when we talk about these things, right? right? As we talk about repentance and our hating our sin, even in that we move on from the gospel and we don't do it in the context of God's unconditional love for us because of what Jesus has done and his like ocean of grace for us because of the cross of Christ. And so even it should the, bring us back to the gospel. Yeah. Like, cause I, I just tend to separate like spiritual disciplines from the gospel in my head and forget that like, even those, even the growth in, in my walk with the Lord is done in the context of the cross is done in the context of the gospel. And so even in repentance, if you're sitting there and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm really failing at hating my sin. Like I kind of love my sin right now. Like, yes, that's why you need the gospel. Right. And that's what we're talking about is we all have sin that we, we love. Right. But, but we want to bring that to the Lord and repent of those things and head towards him. Right. And have him be the, the, the object of our worship rather than our sin. And, and it's a process. It's not like a, like, Oh, you're failing. Therefore like God's love rises and falls on whether you fail or, or succeed in repentance because even repentance is, is in like in the gospel, as we talk about the means of grace, like if you're in Christ, you're loved by God. Right. And, and you'll, you'll be with him for eternity. And I think that's, um, and so I think that's really good. I mean, just for me, especially to remember is I tend to take these spiritual disciplines or things that I I'm supposed to do as a Christian and forget the gospel in them. Yeah. Right. And, and, but that's the whole thing we're talking about. Like, like, is it has to be, we've got to, it has to be in our minds right next to the, well, I, you know, the repentance theme and all of that. Right. Um, and, yeah. and even that that's a grace that we get to repent, um, you know, not a, not necessarily like a, a work to be loved by God. Um, it's so, something, something he allows us to do. First B is kind of starting to pick up like language wise is like, it's, it's not a have to, it's a get to. Right. And I think that that's all the means of grace is like this opportunity where we get to like, where we get to encounter God through a different means. Um, <clears throat> Cause I think a lot of times we like, well, I have to read my Bible. I have to pray. I have to repent. I, and it was like, yeah, you, you, those are great things, but it's like, no, it's the blood, like that turning of that language of like to get to, like we get to do those things um, really changes the way we see them and seeing them as a grace um, in, instead of, you know, just our own works. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and one other thing I want to mention before we, before we hop off here is uh, I really love the way uh, Finn brought up an example during our staff meeting of like how to view repentance. And I thought this was really helpful too, but he kind of did a spectrum like to the right and to the left. Um, and on the left was like Satan, sin and death. And on the right was God. 
Um, and he talked about like, and we're kind of in this spectrum to some degree um, of like, and when we're like heading towards Satan, sin and death, we're in our sin. Um, a lot of times. Well, I say not today, Satan. Um, but we're, as we're, we're heading that way. No, I don't, you don't have to apologize. You can use that anytime. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, as we're heading that way, like sometimes we view repentance as like, okay, we'll now just start backpedaling towards God, but we're still focused on Satan, sin and death. But what repentance actually is, is like this 180 turn towards God. Right. Um, and that's what repentance should do. Repentance shouldn't just be us beating up ourselves and being like, I have to change my sin. I have to change my sin. But it's this, once again, it's this idea that we get to approach God in his grace and his mercy uh, and, and turn away from what's bad and what's evil to what's good eternally. Right. And so kind of making not, cause I think that that's how I viewed repentance is like, okay, now I just got to backpedal and I've just got to stay away from Satan's sin and death from my sin, my junk. I've just got to backpedal and just try and push it away. Right. But it's like, no, you can run so much faster when you have your eyes set. Um, like, you know, setting our eyes on, on Christ. Um, Hebrews 12 talks about, so, uh, I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a helpful visual. Here's a question for you. Okay. We've got five minutes okay. until our time runs out. Um, what, Okay. Do you think, and I just kind of thought of this, do you think this isn't like a biblical thing or anything? It's just something I've been thinking about. Uh oh. Do you think that a good measurement of your true repentance is whether you're willing to share that with people around you? And what I mean by that is I, I, it's easy for me to like bring things to God in my heart because he's kind of like not tangible to me. Right. Like I can be like, God, I'm sorry for this. Right. And, and, and like, I don't feel like the, the, the real effect and real damage that, that really does because right. he's invisible. Like, right. Like all, all these things. Um, whereas he, it is more serious with God obviously than with other people, but I, I will still harbor, that from other people yeah. thinking, I don't, I don't want other people to recognize that. And I, I, I think as just, as I've been thinking here, I feel like that's, that's almost a diagnostic of, are you really Am wanting really to give want that to, up? Am I really hating my sin? Yeah. Or do I want to harbor that and let nobody know so that I can continue yeah. to love it? Yeah. Um, I, I would say kind of two things, two thoughts that I had while you're asking that is one, I think that that's done best in the appropriate context. Right. And sometimes I think we as Christians struggle in that context. Like sometimes we're like, okay, I'm in a group of 40 people, time mm -hmm. to confess all my sin. And not that that's necessarily bad. Props. Um, but yeah, way to go. <laughs> I'd say like one, like that's those places for, you know, relationships in, in the body. Um, and two, once again, I think if we view that not as a have to, but a get to, and we see that like in community, they have the same goal for us is to to rid our sin, right? Which Christ accomplished through the strength of the spirit for us to grow in our godliness. Like, then why wouldn't we want that? What, like, what a grace that also is that we get to experience with the community around us to say, Hey, I'm a failure. Hey, I, you know, I'm a failure. You're a failure. Uh, here's the depth of that. Let's not just say that here's where my, my junk is. Um, you know, all, all this junk in my soul, my heart, uh, here's where I'm at with that. Uh, could you, could you help me? Uh, and, you well, know, that's so. what I'm talking about is I think when it becomes, when you share it with other people, 
there's actual accountability. And that's, there's almost like a, like you're like, okay, like I'm not harboring this anymore. And it's out there and not out there, like with the 40 people example, but where somebody knows what I'm struggling with and they can actually call me out and hold me accountable on it. Whereas like, I've just kind of recognized that as a, as a diagnostic for whether I truly want to turn the 180 yeah. and go the other direction is if I get another person involved, then I actually have the obligation or the, the expectation to like, Hey, like you you said, you're going the other way. Yeah. Whereas if I am not sharing with another, like maybe there is true deep repentance that's only between me and the Lord. But in a lot of examples, if I'm not willing to, to share with another person, it kind of shows me, and I'm not, this isn't a rule or anything, yeah. right? But just kind of some of my thoughts, like it kind of shows me if I'm not willing to share with another person, like, well, why? Is it because you don't actually want to turn the well, other and direction like, and you like, love it? You know, and, and even in that, even if it, you do want to change, but you're not like, not, or you want to repent, like, but you're not sharing that because of your shame and your guilt, like, then it's also just a, 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 a like a sign that, like you, you don't trust the gospel fully, mm. like in, in a way of like you're still you know harboring your your sin and your shame. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I think that those are all some really good thoughts. Anything else? Um, yeah, I just remind you, like, don't like there's that difference between the worldly sorrow and the godly sorrow, and so don't kill yourself. Um, right? There's there's we're all we've all got sin. Um, that we love, that we don't want to give up. Um, and the Christian life, I think, is a process of of turning from that um, to having a deeper desire or or, or a desire for the Lord. Um, so um, yeah. Yeah, in context of the gospel, remember that in Christ you're loved, you're forgiven. Um, we got five seconds later. Just say the boys. The boys.